from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we welcome Julie Kuklinski, Program Director for the Moore Community House Women in Construction Program. Is that not cool? That's great. That's awesome. Uh, with a 70% placement rate, the Women in Construction Program is placing women in the trades and construction areas with the skills to succeed. We're going to talk about this program and how it helps to meet the industry's demands for a trained workforce. Also, if you need help with uh, your home improvement projects, of course, we've got all of our guys here, Jeff and Dell. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101. You heard about that just a moment ago. And it is the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore of Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. We've got some fun guests on today. Today on the program, we welcome Julie Kuklinski. You know, I said it perfect the first time. You did. I'm going to blow that the whole time. I'm going to refer to you as Julie the rest of the time. Uh, she's the program director for the Moore Community House Women in Construction program. With her is Simone Ag, and she's. Uh, you guys are going to be talking about a. It's so cool. Listen, a seventy percent placement rate. The Women in Construction program is placing women in the trades and construction areas with the skills to succeed. That, yeah, that's, more that's, people need that's to be exciting. Doing that. yes. uh, we'll talk about the program, how it helps to meet the industry's demand for a trained workforce. Also, if you need help with uh, something going on in your home, improvement projects, I'm going to learn to talk today before it's over with. We will do that, too. Uh, so Jeff is here. Dell is here. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or... Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing today? Doing good. Glad to be back. Yeah. Blessed to be here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You need to stop not being back. Well, I know it. I, I, I said I better go back today before they replace me. Right. Timmy's out there licking his chops. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Stand down, Timmy. Right. Timmy's our uh, AC guy, and he's just... Waiting. Right. Waiting for Jeff to mess up. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Dell, no, wait a second. Dell, what did you do this weekend? I saw that you, you oh, did. Oh, yeah, I, did a, I added on a back porch to the house. Like your own house? Yeah, Ooh. a honey-do list kind wow. of stuff, uh-huh. man. Got that one out of the way. But, but the funny thing, the day before I started, I got up that morning, and I was walking out the back steps, and I literally just walked out like it was already built, and I fell down the steps. I said, this is it. <laughs> That's this what I'm doing it. today. I'm right. going to go ahead and do this today in one day. That's that's awesome. So so you got it done. That's like, you know, I wonder if that's the same everywhere. Uh, my father was a car mechanic for many years, and the last thing that man wanted to do when he came home was work on a car. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, and, of course, and, of course, everybody and his third brother would call for advice about mm-hmm. it, you know, while he was at home also. So, anyway. Um, is it like that for, for you where doing stuff at home after you've done it all week long? 
Well, I don't I don't mind. It's just getting me started. Like I said, it took the fall to get me started. <laughs> and then I was frustrated, so I thought, I'm going to build this right now. Right. And, and, you know, and it went, you know, relatively good. I had been planning it all the time, but just not starting. I always wonder what chefs do about that. Anyway. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and start this thing. Last uh, week, we got an email, Dell, And mm-hmm. uh, this, it, it kind of, I can tell that we blew this. By the email response that we got back. Okay, here we go. Um, And we got an email that said, Mystery soggy spot in yard. I've noticed a consistent soggy spot in my yard. It's about 10 feet from the foundation of the house and 20 feet from the water main supply. The overflow from the septic tank exits about 30 feet from the wet spot, but about 4 or 5 feet lower on elevation. What could this be, and who should I call to investigate? I insisted someone who had geometry experience. I mean, that sounds like a word problem to me. What What do you think, Jeff? Uh, uh, like I said, Dell and I just fell all over ourselves last week on that one. Well, yeah, it sounds textbook that there's obviously a line under that soggy spot that is leaking. Um, now, it could be... It could be the, he's close to the septic tank. He's close to his um, right uh, fre- fresh water feed. So mm-hmm. one of those two, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is leaking. Okay, so we got a response to that. Remember, the show runs live on Wednesday, reran on Saturday, and some guy said, "I think you guys missed any uh, missed an investigation tip on this one." Okay, all right. Uh, has the water bill been creeping up? This is yeah, this is what yeah, Jeff was talking about. So uh, he says, shut off all the water in the house and see if the meter is still turning. Yeah, mm-hmm. may indicate a below slab water leak. Um, we had exactly the same problem. Turned out to be the water leak under the slab that was traveling underground between dirt layers. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say, I, you know, I was taught about this a little while back about turning everything off. And 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 taking a picture with your cell phone of the little dial. You know, if you look, if you look at the water cutoff, mm-hmm. that little square black box, you know, in your yard, if you pull that up, and and if you rub off some of the dirt, you'll see an actual mm-hmm. dial in there, right? And that dial is is counting up all all your water, right? Well, yes. if you take a picture of it after you've turned everything off, and then come back like five minutes later and take another picture of it, and if that needle has moved at all, Annie, you've got a leak. So, Mo- and two, just another point to build on that point, Mm -hmm. Jason, Uh, most water meters have a leak detector. It's a a little diamond that that spins at a much faster rate than your needle. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've seen it. It's it's like a tri, yeah, like yeah, kind of a a three prongs, something. Mm -hmm. It's usually red and really, sure. Yeah, okay. So, all right, there we go. Yeah, we overshot it. We overthought it. Right. We was gonna bring out big dirt and <laughs> oh yeah yeah we were, we we had the excavator out there so, you know I understand okay all right <laughs> sonar equipment right. I mean, we, yeah. really, we just like to play with the toys really and, and two you know to to add on that again uh-huh. if that under slab water leak if that's what it is uh-huh. if it caused damage to the top of that slab uh-huh. meaning. Wood floor, carpet, baseboard, right, right, right. whatever. You're covered. You are probably covered on your homeowners. So it's not quite as devastating as it, mm-hmm. you know, 
you you might have some help. All right. Um, so before we get to the women in construction who are sitting here looking at us like idiots, um, <laughs> babbling about, let's go to uh, Scott and Jackson real quick and see what's going on with him. What's up, Scott? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Have you been listening to this? Yes. And I have a painting, a painting question. Okay. Hit us. Hey, my grandson, he brought in a wall in, in my bedroom. It's a flat paint with, with a pen. So I couldn't get it off. But I went to the garage. And I found a paint can, and the paint on the outside of the can looked like a match pair on my wall. So I took a picture of the code on top of it. That's a code, a little sticker. I went to the local, uh, the big box home store. Mm-hmm. Had to make me some paint. I started painting the wall, and it doesn't match. So now I have to paint the whole bedroom. Is that mm. the thing something I could do to match it up on? Just paint the whole bedroom? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it it sounds to me like uh, someone may have changed buckets on you or something like that, uh, or yeah. or got it got it wrong. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and you know another thing too, depending on what your grandson actually wrote with, uh, you may need some kills because uh, uh, ink things mm-hmm. of that nature is very hard to cover up with paint. And kills mm-hmm. is just a a good heavy primer. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. We appreciate it. Let's move on to uh, Brandon to Jesse. Jesse, what's going on this morning? Uh, I've got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of a large amount of the cedar that we have here in Mississippi that's already been uh, processed. Mm-hmm. Uh, where might you recommend and about how much does it usually cost per board foot? Hmm. Okay. Um, oh, you, Jeff. Let's let's do some math here. <laughs> I just bought a one by twelve, twelve cedar, uh, and I and I'm guessing, but I think that was forty dollars. All right. So All right. board foot of that is going to be real easy to figure. Um, forty divided by twelve is okay. is what? Got oh, man, you had to do that. You could have just let him have that. Well, true. As the equation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, if you got so, a calculator, figure that out. Okay. Yeah. So that's your that's your um, that's your price, and and who would have it? It's readily available, uh, just about any uh, lumberyard. Okay. Already right. processed, and All and right. prices do vary too, because I'm sure you get a discount. All right. Appreciate it, Jesse. Thanks. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I'm looking forward to what we're going to be talking about next. We're going to be talking to Julian Simone about the uh, Women in Construction program. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll continue our discussion after the break. And if you've got a home improvement question, we're also taking those. And we're going to let Julian Simone start answering some of those here in just a moment. That's going to be fun. Uh, If you've got any questions, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks today. 
And uh, if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. I'm so excited. We're talking to Julie and Simone today. And uh, Julie is the program director for the Moore Community House Women in Construction program. It just it, the title alone sounds cool. How are you guys today? Oh, we're fabulous! Thank you for having us. This is really cool. Any any time we get to talk about the trades, we get really excited. That's that's all we do. Uh, so we're really happy <laughs> to have you here. Yeah. So it, actually, people want to hear more than us talk. Really is what it is. So tell us what is this program? Where did it come from? So our organization has been around for over 90 years, More Community House, and we're a United Methodist mission agency. Mm-hmm. And the core of our work is economic security for women, and we do that both through uh, providing child care for mm-hmm. moms to be able to go to work through our Early Head Start program and through our Women in Construction job training program. And so we got started post-Katrina to get women into high-paying jobs, but also to rebuild the coast. And so that's how we got our roots in starting the program. And so Right now, we run a pre-apprenticeship program that gets women trade for high-paying, high-demand careers in the trades. And we want to see more women in those careers because there's, like, nationally about 3% of women in those trades. Well, no, we can certainly do better than that. Yes. And, and, and honestly, that's, that really has been a push lately. As a matter of fact, any time you look at just about anything, I see reports in newspapers, magazines. I see them online. I see Facebook things pop up that talk about um, how much is college worth. Mm-hmm. And how much are the trades worth, and and what direction you might go, and what direction you might choose, and and uh, the the trades aren't what you were sold as a kid. Basically, they aren't the ugly, dirty, smelly, that's right. That's you know, right. It's you know, it's um, it can be a really rewarding uh, uh, career. You know, Simone, it, it, you guys were just doing some uh, communication there. What was that about? Oh, uh, yeah, it is a really, really rewarding career. Um, And we do uh, kind of like an information session before people are um, uh, accepted into the program. Mm -hmm. And during that information session, we go over what, you know, what what construction really looks like. And construction is not just, you know, residential house building. It's so much more than that. And my favorite thing to tell everybody is that, you know, you can go on tour with your favorite artist. You could be a stagehand. You could be a set builder. Mm -hmm. Um, You could be you could you could drive a truck. I mean, that's construction. You can do heavy, uh, heavy equipment. I mean, all of this stuff is construction. So just not limiting yourself um, and letting letting everyone know that that construction. I mean, you can make really good money and have that freedom that you um, that you want. Why did you guys get into the construction biz, like, personally? Uh, that's that's interesting. So for me, a lot of the males in my family were contractors and oh, yeah. um, generations of pipe fitters, welders. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just didn't get those opportunities growing up. And I am very creative. I like to use my hands. And when I'd see somebody building, I'd be very intrigued. Like, I attempted to build a treehouse when I was younger and didn't really have a hand in the help. And so I actually moved down after Katrina. I'm from Wisconsin to work on houses because I wanted to learn and I loved it. Like the first time I used, I mean, the first time I used a power tool, I was just like blown away, you know, like you get hey, a get line, tool lady. and someone's had it, right? <laughs> I love that. Good. And just like teaching other women how to do it and let them know that this is nothing that is not for them. And it's in fact, like very much for us and seeing the first time someone use a tool is always very much my favorite thing. It's <laughs> right. a blast. Yeah. That's true. I, I, you know, I mean, I can say my daughter 
helps me out on my projects all the time. And I don't, yeah, 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 well, yeah you, you kind of put air quotes in there with the help thing. But if she is, you know, she's handing me stuff. But at the same time, you know, every once in a while, I'll let her work some of the power tools with with my help. Uh, but she's learning. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's my hand, but her hand's on my hand yeah. while we use the saw or whatever. Yeah, and that's so, how I learned. I yeah. learned my dad. Um, I, I built uh, rebuilt houses with my dad, and that's how I learned my trade. Um, I did go to college, but then I got out and was making, you know, minimum wage. Right. Um, and then I found this program. I'm actually a graduate of the Women in Construction program, and now I'm on as a program manager. You know, helping women to empower themselves and and make, um, you know really good strides in a high wage career um but that's how i got started is with my dad so i mean you're you're doing a really good you know service to oh, your daughter right now yeah well you said uh one of you guys said in another interview that at your early work sites the women were cleaning up and the men were doing that quote heavy work what's mm-hmm. that what is that about so that's when i got started after katrina which it still happens everywhere but generally mm-hmm. like women are meant to sort of clean up and be a service to the um, just, you know, just doing all the cleaning work and I, that really drove me crazy. So <laughs> of course I, I started all these, uh, female demo crews because I just wanted women to get the chance to use the tools and not to feel uncomfortable that somebody was watching them or criticizing them or, or being critical that they felt like they could do it and have somebody who was encouraging them, uh, to be confident when they're doing those kind of things. And so that's, that's something that's really important, I think, is just letting women know they can do it and then they should have the confidence. And don't be afraid if something breaks in your house to fix it. And don't be afraid to try those things or learn um, by going to the plumbing store how to do some kind of leak in your house. Uh, don't be afraid, you know, that you can do those things too. That is fantastic. Yeah, you, you know, that's, that's probably a bigger issue than, than we all realize um, I, I know, and I'll probably get in trouble for saying what I'm going to say, but you should. I, I probably should. <laughs> you know, you 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 pull up to a job site and you see a female uh, framing or something, and automatically you think, "I wonder why she's doing that." Mm-hmm. Now you pull up and see a guy framing, you don't think, "I wonder why he's doing that." And you think, "I hope he's on a second one today." Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the the same thing with a truck driver. Yeah. Oh, it's a female truck driver. Right. I mean, well, y'all we can still drive notice. a truck as good as we can drive a truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still notices. I guess because the the figures are so low, the the percentages I, I, are so yeah. low. I guess yeah. mm-hmm. it's just odd to see. What uh, we push for DIY here at Fix It One Hundred and One, of course, that's what the show is for. So, are your students naturally handy, or uh, someone who's just looking for a different career path? I would say both. So, a lot of our students come. You know, we ask women all the time, have you ever done construction before? And they'll say, no, not really. And then all of a sudden we'll really dig into it. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, I've, you know, I've, I fixed my car. I had this issue. I welded something for a little bit. You're and I built this great bed <laughs> and a deck, you know. So right. then you're like, actually, you've done a lot of it. So right. yes. um, naturally, I think there's a lot of women who don't like being in an office. They mm-hmm. are bored with that. They want to use their hands. They're creative. They want to see their skills uh, through something tangible. And so there's a lot of women who have done a lot of it, but there's some women who haven't done any at all. And so mm-hmm. it just really, there's a variety. And um, we just really encourage, like, have you put together a bookshelf before? Have mm-hmm. you, you know, just asking those prominent questions when somebody right. um, is interested in this field. That's fantastic. You know, um, oh, and by the way, remember, the two folks that are in here today are not the communications directors for the organization. They also get their hands dirty on occasion, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you guys do? Uh, like what? Let's see, uh, Simone. Tell me some of your skills. 
Uh, well, I am a carpenter and have a little bit of an electrical background. Um, I'm, I really love doing um, like HVAC, electrical, electronics type of things. Um, yeah. You love doing it or I, you will I do it? I love doing it. Love it. I love why You just wires. crossed over I, to weird. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, love it. I get to use my brain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. What do you think? Um, well, so I love everything, but mine mostly is like furniture and demolition um, and just really like minute, restoring. If those are the two things you like, things don't work out well. <laughs> I just they like don't. demolishing furniture. I Well, no, <laughs> demolishing first. And actually, I like, I like to reuse materials. So I like to reuse old materials. I bought a house uh, three years ago, and I'm renovating it myself. And um, nothing. I do not want to pay anybody to do anything in my house. And I've had to pay two people uh, both to put a motor in my HVAC system. But I've, you know, the trusses, there were some issues of sagging. I was able to do bracing in my house. I was able wow. to... Figure out plumbing, even though I'm by no means a plumber, um, but I like to ask. I mean, all of my plumbing is super old, so I have to ask, like, the oldest plumber around who knows how to fix it. The young guys don't know anything about it. So, um, you know, just piecing that kind of stuff together is really fun for me. It's like a puzzle, you know, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. So any chance I get to build, I'll do it because that's my favorite. Well, I will say, so so now we've heard... They know their stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got to hear from you. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. If you would like to ask a question of of our special guest today, or even our normal guys, eight seven seven MPB ring. How do you know what to teach or what areas to focus on? I mean, have you guys talked to employers locally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything we do is um, through asking employers. So, you know, of course, we have a big shipbuilding industry on the coast, and right. so that's really important. Um, but we really lay the basis for general industry, and then we ask, you know, industry what they need. So, for example, lately there's been a lot of industry who need uh, heavy equipment operators. So we're launching our first mm-hmm. heavy equipment class, and um, a lot of it's just paying attention to – really what industry says. Like, we don't have anybody. We don't have, for example, they don't have any female linemen. There's very few in Mississippi. So we're really looking at how to get women into those careers to make sure that we're, we're filling their gap. So um, for those who don't know what a lineman is, go ahead and explain that. Uh, um, it's a electrical lineman. Um, pretty much they they deal with the um, the transformers and the, the, the lines that are outside. Uh, right. Going over your head yeah. every day, all that. Okay. Like a journeyman? Uh, well, I guess that's, or maybe I'm not sure. Um, so, have you guys met any challenges in the program, like <laughs> big time? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, of course, there's just the when we first got started, a lot of employers were like, you know, maybe we'll take some of your graduates, we'll give them a shot. So when we got started, it it just takes time. You know, we're trying to change something that's you know three percent nationally. It takes time to shift that culture, that mindset. And so we're just, you know, we, we chipped away. Um, and now industry is really coming to the table and really hiring our graduates. You know, this class that just graduated recently, many of them are, are, are placed already. And th- that was only a few weeks ago. So, um, you know, it just it takes time. There's a lot of internal bias that women face, but we're breaking that down as we train more women and get them out there. That is so cool. What happens if my dryer overheats? <laughs> Anybody? A, it's just old. It's just old. <laughs> did you take the lint out yeah, of it? Out? That's good. There you go. All right. They can answer the questions just as well as in by 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Julie's here. Simone's here of the Moore Community House Women in Construction Program. You can call in with your questions, comments. Just tell us what you're working on. 877 
MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore of Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is here also. And uh, Julie Kuklinski, pretty good, not bad. And uh, Simone Aging. Not bad either? Nope, not bad. Okay, all right, good. Uh, are here with us, and they are from the Moore Community House Women in Construction Program. And this is just the coolest program we've been learning about. Yeah, what, Dale? I just want to say I was on the coast about a month back um, at the meet and greet, and Miss Christie uh, asked me to come out to a, a woman's build, um, women's build uh, for Habitat. And quite naturally, when I got there, it was all women. And yes, we was. I was a little skeptical. Like, man, what are we gonna do? They gonna work me to death. <laughs> and all of a sudden, when we got started, everything was like clockwork, man. We had a, a lady on the saw, ladies with nail guns, ladies everywhere, all up on the scaffold, and I just had to really buckle up to fit in. I said, wow, I got to go to work because they showed me out. (laughs) But it it turned out to be a real fun uh, event, and we started building a house and got some things done. And I'm looking forward to working uh, with them again. That's that's fantastic. So you you guys do a lot of habitat-type stuff? Yeah, so all the projects, there's a portion of our curriculum that we go out into the field and we'll work on houses and after the storm, a lot of that was built, you know, rebuilding houses. So we'd partner with a lot of agencies to do that. And one of them, of course, is Habitat. But now we work with a lot of the cities. So mm-hmm. if there's, um, like right now, we're renovating a house. And actually, our current class is renovating the house starting today in the city for the city of Gautier. Uh-huh. And we're doing all of the demo. We're doing all of the framing of the new walls. We're doing all of the removing of the old materials. Oh, um, cool. So, like, it's very common for us to be out in the community and you know, it just promotes the program and gets more women out there to more women in the field to have other women see us out there. So that's really important. Now, did I read this right. You guys also um, built the wildlife observation building in Gaucher. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Commercial two, two of them actually. Really? Yeah. That is so cool. Designed and built them. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Hang, hang on. You have designers on staff. Well, um, so a part of our curriculum is blueprint reading, um, and so. We actually worked with one of our partners, the design studio, Gulf Coast Community Design Studio, to mm-hmm. um, to to design that and, and build it because um, the, they wanted a structure that was, um, you know, they weren't thinking about, you know, the hurricanes and things right. like that. So with the structure we built, we built removable panels. Uh-huh. Um, we had some kind of uh, like airflow going through there. Um, right. So we just were able to put in some things that they hadn't thought about because, you know, right. maybe they weren't building it. So. Um, yeah, but they're involved in the design process of, of many of the projects that we worked on, too. So. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I'm kind of blown away by this. And by the way, if you've got a question from these folks, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you want to ask about that uh, program or try to stump them on something. Um, <laughs> I, I, what I wanted to ask is kind of walk me through real quick. So I've never had any construction experience at all. I'm a lady. And I come to your place. What happens? 
Well, so the first thing you would do is you'd come to an information session, and that information session just tells you a little bit about the program. Like I said before, uh, we'll go over what construction is. We'll go over the self-sufficiency, wage, the self-sufficiency wages, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of lights go off when um, people understand that, oh, shoot, I need to make uh, $10 an hour just by myself to be self-sufficient, and then if I have a kid, I need to make $21 an hour. Right. So they understand that. Um, then they come to a work day, mm-hmm. um, and we see, you know, see how they work, see how they work well with others, and then they'll come to a, a case management assessment, which will go through a workforce case management and then um, a, 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 a case management kind of resources to see what kind of barriers they may have. Just we want to give them the, the best possible start um, mm-hmm. when starting our program. So, And a big component to that is we are really fortunate to have a grant to provide child care. And so mm-hmm. a huge barrier to women's participation in the labor force in general, but let alone, um, you know, we're really targeting construction trades is child care. So we provide right. that and um, it's really cool because now that we're able to provide that, there's just a story the other day where two, where this uh, one of our moms was uh, listening to her daughter after she came home uh, from childcare, and her daughter was like, "Hey, I met your friend," and they said, "How do you know it was my friend?" She's like, "Well, my daughter or my friend I met in daycare has a mom that also does construction," and they were like, "We both have moms that do construction." And they were like running around their daycare, <laughs> and the two of them do it, and now they're both learning how to build. And they're like, "We want to be construction workers," and so it's amazing what you can do if you empower moms to get into this field. That is so cool. So, so, and you guys do this all the way up through helping to place folks. Oh yeah, that's a big part. So, um, you know, just just making sure we're finding the right fit. You know, some people want to be a welder, some want to be a framers, they want to um, do a variety of different trades. So, like really looking at what their skill set is and mm-hmm. what their interest is and making sure we're steering them appropriately and that they have the right gear they need and that also industry is coming in and telling them from those industries um, this is what we want. And so we make sure we just link those two things. It's, it's pretty logical, you know, just like get industry in here to hire folks and get people ready and prepared to take those jobs. Certainly this isn't the first time this idea has come up, right? You know, we, there's other models. Are there's you other like models. A genius? <laughs> there's a, it's interesting because there's about there's several other programs throughout the country, but there's none in the South. And so we are the only one like this in the South. And so, so cool. Um, it makes Where are a you big based? difference in Biloxi. Right. Okay. But our students come from everywhere. You know, once we started providing childcare, actually, we had our first class. We had somebody who who moved from Jackson just to take the program because the childcare was such an incredible benefit and was critical for her to be successful. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. All right, real quick, we need to go answer a question for some folks. Here we go. We are removing and remounting a bathroom mirror. I wonder if it's one of those giant ones. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Yeah, it probably is. It sure. weighs a ton. All right, here we go. I have a bathroom mirror that is apparently glued to the wall. <laughs> yep. Yep. It is. Uh, I'd like to remove it, cut the water-damaged area off the bottom, and remount it. Mm, it's okay. not happening. Uh, but I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm dealing with. Is there a standard method that construction crews use to attach mirrors to walls? I intend to remount it with an inch of clearance above the counter surround backsplash. Is there a reason that the mirror rests directly on the counter surrounding backsplash, which is why the water damage exists in the first place? If I can successfully remove the mirror intact, what adhesive should I use to remount it? Any suggestions on how to remove the Ooh. mirror? We talked about this one time. Um, I think the best we've heard on getting... A mirror like this off the wall would be piano wire, did That's you say? That's it, sure. Uh-huh. That's the way to do it? Yep. So explain to me how you do that. 
So you tie a, a piano wire a, between the two uh, handles and sure get you a stick or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to, to tie your piano wire to it and saw it back and forth like a like a crosscut saw. What mm-hmm. if you don't have that clearance though? What do you do in that case? Well, no, you can always get the piano wire back there. Yeah, there's there's always enough room for that. Yeah, and, or and, you can and, cut and, your way if you need. Yeah, and and, and gently start pulling it forward. Um, all you're trying to do is remove the mirror safely, uh, and you're probably going to break that mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be prepared um, for that. Cutting that. Cutting the damage off the mirror is a pipe dream. Now, now, in my is, opinion, that is the, the mirror wall. if it's unframed. A framed mirror will have a little bit more strength. Um, they're still going to glue the framed mirror onto the wall. Yeah, that's true. It's right. made not to come down. So, you know, right. So, you're so are they the using like the are they using uh, liquid nails or construction adhesive uh, to, or, to some, put that up there? Yeah, some construction adhesive and and is. As reasonable as mirrors are, it's not an expensive item. Um, get a new one. Okay. And repair that drywall. Uh, yep. Guys, are, I saw y'all shaking your heads during that whole thing. <laughs> what was your uh, suggestion? Uh, I agree with all that. Anytime I, anytime you have to use, like, I just don't like using glue in general. Like, I like to be able to move things around. And so, like, if there was an option to do some kind of, like, anchoring into the studs, um, and any kind of like clips that you can do for mirrors, that would be a great option too. Um, that's what I did for my house. Why don't you like gluing? Uh, it's permanent. I like to move things <laughs> yeah. around. You know, I like oh, okay. to try new okay. things. And that's, so I'm not in that exact same situation. That's you know. That's just that's just a different thought pattern because you know, like I know Dell thinks like me because we put things up and go there. That's right. never oh, yeah. coming right. down again. <laughs> I can nail it off of my list. Uh, nail right. it. <laughs> Get the screws out. Um, okay. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can, of course, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You can ask questions of our women in construction crew today. You can ask questions of the old boring guys. Uh, They're here, too. (laughs) So here we go. Uh, Got another email. Oh, send your email in, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Or ask a question, 877-MPB-RING. A year and a half ago, we bought a 1940s-era house. It has a conventional foundation and the original red oak flooring throughout most of the house. Oh, man, that's got to be gorgeous. Mm -hmm. All right. The hallway floor slants slightly, and we're wondering if that could be remedied. Any suggestions? Uh, Ladies, we'll let you take this one. So I have a similar problem in my house, um, and I like things to be perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, I am actually decided that I'm going to live with it. Um, but I do think um, because I think that's part of the house. But I also think looking in to see if there's an issue with the foundation is pretty important too. So just making sure that um, there's no issue there. And we had a problem like that at work. And actually, I did this kind of interesting. Um, shimming project where I used a lot of different, like different size shims to, to kind of match up where there was a big kind of sagging (laughs) crate. And so I was able to use those shims and then put flooring over it and that worked, but that's pretty complicated. Um, You you shimmed from the top side. I did from the top side, but that's how big the, the, you know, the slant was. But um, sometimes those kind of solutions can work, but this sounds like it's, if it's just slanting, um, you know, 
I, I think looking underneath is really critical first and then making a decision what, what you mm-hmm. find underneath at the foundation. I mean, See if I, anything is damaged, water damaged. Or yeah, water I'm looking at sediment. this in, in any way to save that original red flooring. Yep. And that one under there, the yeah. jacket. Yeah, that, yeah, and, that's, and that's, a, that's a good yeah. point because that, that flooring is just worth way too much. I mean, that's just awesome. Uh, I don't. I mean, of course, you can buy that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you ever see those old wood floors, and if you take one of those planks out, it's not seven millimeters. It's a it's a it's chunk full. of wood. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. a yep. board. Yeah. You know, it's huge. So anyway, number calls eight seven seven MPB ring. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So when is the next enrollment period for your program, Women in Construction? Well, it's it's really always. <laughs> so uh, we're we're enrolling. We have a class that's going on right now, but we're going to be starting a class in July. And so, um, and also, just you know, any woman who's interested on in the coast, of course, call us. But even if you're you know from a different area, you need advice. We're a resource. And also, if you're industry who has never hired a woman before, or you really want to do this, we understand that and would love to collaborate with you about how you get more women in there and what you need to do to make sure you're recruiting your, your workforce and making sure that, you know, you're including half the population. So we, we want to help. Uh, we're a resource. <laughs> that sounded a bit condescending, but really, just, you know, I, I mean it, though. Population. Just half. Right. <laughs> and how long does it take to uh, complete a, a, the program? For our general industry course, it's, it's eight weeks, and eight it's weeks? 320 hours. So if we were doing a night class, that would take longer, um, you know, but – Generally, it's uh, eight, eight weeks and 320 hours. What does the general course give you? So you get uh, National Center for Construction Education and Research credentials, and those are very frequently used from industry in the area. And you also get OSHA 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a lot. I mean, those, you know, those credentials are great. And then we do a lot both in terms of the book training, and we balance that with hands-on training. Uh-huh. Um, and we do a ton around resume and interviewing, how to prevent and address sexual harassment on the job, how to prepare women for these kind of uh, this kind of work and what to expect on the job. So making it as realistic and um, really just making it to mirror industry is what we really want to see. We, it's very intensive. It's not easy to get through. Uh-huh. Um, and we try to model industry and what that expectation of the, the construction industry is. Wow. Yeah. Okay, now I've got a uh, – just got an email – with a question that you guys being, we got a carpenter over there, right? Or two? A builder. <laughs> two. Okay. Yeah. Two? Okay. All right. So, hi, I'm currently working on a piece of furniture uh, right there in your uh, territory that I would like to stain. I live in Jackson, and I know the weather is sometimes unpredictable. Do you have any tips for staining wood outside? For staining wood outside. So this is where I would go directly to a paint store and a, a good paint store and talk to them about finishes. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of time, like the spar finishes are really good for weather. I know they use those on boats. And so they're really good for cold, for humidity. Um, but I think first making sure that the surface is prepared, that's sanded down, and then um, putting some kind of like uh, uh, spar urethane on it is my suggestion, just based on what I know. But I would definitely mm-hmm. check in with the paint store. Mm-hmm. Um to see what their recommendation is too, and th- some of those folks in those paint stores know a whole lot too. But that's where I would. That's what I would do. Okay. All right. That's reason. What? What? She's, yeah, so, she's the. She's, she's got the, it. Yeah, the paint, the stain queen. She knows all that good stuff. Really? Yeah. If I had known yeah. we had a stain queen, yeah. we could, you know, I'm telling you. Uh, all right, well, we're actually, gonna bring you back for a different show. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. 
And today we're talking to women in construction. No, not all of them. It's a program. <laughs> <laughs> so, eight seven seven. I know they've heard all of these before. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can ask questions about the program or what are you working on that we can help with. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is on from Houseworks. Let's see. And Julie and Simone are on from, let me get this right, the More Community House Women in Construction Program. Okay. So in answering questions, as a matter of fact, um, I wanted to start off with a question for, for you folks. All right. You ready? Yep. We moved into my parents' home a few years ago. Dell, this one's just screaming to you, but I'm going to give, uh, ladies, I'm going to give you a chance first. We moved into my parents' home a few years ago. Mama planted azaleas in the 70s. They're completely overgrown, too close to the house. We're having a hard time removing them, I bet. Planted <laughs> them in the 70s? <laughs> the root's as big as that table. Okay, um, so what, what do you guys, what do you think? I'm going to defer. I'm not your plant person whatsoever. <laughs> well, she didn't say they had to live. Yeah, well, <laughs> they got to be gone. <laughs> I also defer. Okay, that's a part of demolition, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say um, we we got to dig them up, cut them up. You know, I, I yep. in my in Brand my youngest and <laughs> and dumbest, I can say it. There were some boxwoods out front of my house uh, in Virginia, and they were probably you know planted in 1962. Sure. So anyway. I decided, or my wife at the time decided, I, we didn't need them anymore. So I hooked a chain <laughs> up to the boxwood, yes, and then to the yes. back of even better, my riding lawnmower. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> I was thinking right. a truck. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. That would have been better, and and would have might worked uh, because the lawnmower did not. No. No. Yeah, you need a I, I might have pulled the frame out of the lawnmower. Yeah. Though. Probably. Right, yeah. yeah. Could have. Uh, so, so what do you guys are? So, Dell is getting out the chainsaw. Oh, yes. Okay. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Dell. Let's cut them down, dig, dig around them, uh-huh. get something to get that root ball out of there. Right. So, mm-hmm. And, folks, let's be honest. It's Mississippi. It's a weed. An azalea. I mean, we can grow them all day long every day. So. Yeah, I mean, azaleas are beautiful, but, you know, if they are quite close. that big and close, and you know, probably wouldn't hurt to do a remodel. Yeah, start over again. All right. Let's go to uh, Mikey and Mobile real quick. And, uh, Mikey, are you with us? Yes, sir. I, thank you, thank you, thank you for this show. Um, let me let me put in a little bit on that azalea thing. Um, and having been through a couple of hurricanes, including Katrina, um, the, go with the native azalea. Just you know, do, they don't azaleas. They 
grow themselves well. Like you said, they're a weed, you know, they'll put out the things. But unless it's got some super sentimental value and you really want to babysit it a lot, go with the native azaleas. They look like honeysuckles. They're gorgeous. Okay. Um, it's almost like being on Gasol Gardner. Yeah. Um, uh, well, anyway, um, I got some questions here, too. First of all, um, oh, thank you for this show. Are there age restrictions? Is this a national or Mississippi only, which I think you kind of already answered, um, and uh, must be volunteer, which I think you kind of already answered. I will be listening to the rebroadcast of this on Saturday. Uh, I mean, uh, you bet. And um, <laughs> But the, the one thing I've missed, uh, and you might have given this, what number do you call for advice? For advice about? Anything. Oh. I, got, I got tons of, uh, I've been hit by two hurricanes. Well, so we don't have an age limit. You just have to be 17 years older, um, seven years old, or 17 years old and up. And then, as far as uh, you know, our number it's two two eight two zero seven five two six five. One more time. Two two eight two zero seven five two six five. Good for you, Dell. <laughs> and give us a call. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what was your other question, Mikey? Uh, I'm gonna. I, my comment is, I'm gonna be re- listening to the rebroadcast because oh. y'all are doing great. Thank you. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. Let me jump in here, Jason. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we just had a caller um, call in. This um, guy, I guess he's on the coast. He said he was a coach of a softball team. He was listening to the program, mm-hmm. and he said he wanted to know the location of the buildings um, that you built, um, that the ladies built in uh, in Gaucher. Because he wanted to take uh, his girls by there and say, look what the women did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, so uh, the, in Gaucher, it's Gaucher City Park. That's where the house, uh, the house we're renovating. And do you know the actual address of that? I can find out. Um, Does Simone just Shepherd, like moved away Shepherd from the State microphone? Park. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Shepherd State Park. Um, and then the other location for the bird blinds, those are... Um, I cannot think of the dang name. I'm so sorry. But the um, Shepherd State Park is where we have the Gray House. So it's called the Gray House. And literally, if you ask somebody in Gaucher who's by the Shepherd State Park, and we're Googling that right now, um, you'll find it. And so that's one of the projects. But all throughout East Biloxi, there's projects we worked on, too. And so actually, our shop space we built ourselves. Um, it's a, it, was an old, um, it was an old building in Biloxi, and it was used as um, a church and also a child care center. And we've renovated that ourselves in that 684 Walker Street. And if you go behind, you'll see all these really amazing, complicated trusses, and we built that ourselves also. So our, when you walk in our space, everything that's in there has been done by the program and by women. And the wildlife observation structure is at Indian Point Parkway, and that's in Gaucher, Mississippi. Huh. Okay. That's perfect. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 is the number to call. You can also send us an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, I've got a uh, question here for you, and maybe we can touch on that electrical, Simone. Here we go. Uh, recently, lightning struck the house. Three TVs were rendered not working. I've been told that if you have two grounds for lightning in-house, uh, causes more damage than one because the force travels the complete circuit. Now I'm completely lost. Uh, well, I can, looking at some I, can, I can comment a little bit on that. All right, go for um, it. It is code to have um, 
two grounds, uh, and I believe it is eight eight feet apart. The two grounds, either eight or ten, um, and I disagree with that comment of of having two grounds would increase your uh, how they say it, Jason. It, it, with having two grounds, it increase the probability. Yes. Yes. No, I, I would disagree with that statement. Yeah. Um, okay. It's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. All right. One last one last question, guys. I'm going to come to you with from uh, from email. I have a recessed light in a vaulted shower. When changing the light bulb, I notice cold air coming in from the attic. How should I insulate this? And Simone just pointed. <laughs> well, so that I think just checking it out. Um, Actually, from the attic would be good if you can have access to it. But I mean, spray foam is great, but it's a demon in itself because it's so it expands so crazily. Yeah. And I had to do the same thing, but you cannot, um, you cannot. I mean, assume that it's going to just go crazy because I, I don't know if anybody has used spray foam, but for listeners who haven't, essentially, like you know, it's kind of think about WD forty and how it has that you know um, small kind of straw coming out of the nozzle. Oh, yeah. And so, like, when you do a very small amount, assuming that you do amount that's, let's say, the size of a, uh, like, toothpaste when you put it mm-hmm. on, that it's going to expand to... Four inches. I mean, four <laughs> inches. So, like, you have to be very, very, very conservative when doing that. And every time I do, it's like a spray foam party, you know? So <laughs> you have to be, you have to be really careful. Right. Um, I don't know that that would be the best solution, but I think just my instinct is to say spray foam is the right thing to do. There you go. So that's have fun with Julie. that. <laughs> right. Oh, that's Julie Kuklinski. Yep. There we go. We got it right. Okay, program director for the Moore Community House Women in Construction program. I'd like to thank for being here, along with Simone Ag. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. Now, tell me real quick, what is the website for the Women in Construction? It is www.moorecommunityhouse.org. And you can hear about both of our programs there. And if you put slash W-I-N-C, that's where they'll find out information about the Women in Construction program. There you go. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was... Cheryl, Michelle McAdoo, Fredell Moore, Jeff Sammons, and our guests Julie Kuklinski and Simone Agee. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday, 10 a.m.'s Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo.